everyone. This is Joanna Chanis, and welcome to the About Life with Joe podcast. I am so excited that you're here, and I'm really looking forward to helping you have a better life. I am a mentor and resilience expert, and I share my personal life experiences and tools and things that I've developed, methods that I've developed in order to help you have a better life as a young adult, especially. This podcast is a series of real life conversations with real life people. And we go through everything that you could imagine, usually topics that are off limits that nobody wants to talk about. We go there. Uh, We talk about everything from uh, finding your why to finances, to religion, to decision-making, relationships, anxiety, putting yourself first, meditation, daydreaming, you name it, we cover it all. And these conversations are so authentic and pure and helpful to the people that are experiencing, you know, having the conversation that we thought we would turn it into a podcast. It is been an incredible experience getting to know these young adults that are really just wanting to have a better life. I take my own personal experience, which I'll share with you now. So you know who I am and what I'm about and how I even got to this place and how I can help you. I, uh, seemed to have my life from the outside altogether. On paper, everything was perfect. I had a marriage um, that was an over 20-year marriage. I have two beautiful daughters. I have beautiful homes. I took beautiful trips. I had lots of friends. I had beautiful clothes. I ate at the best restaurants. I have a loving family. That was all from the outside. I had a very successful career. Um, at that point, I was an entrepreneur, but I had had corporate experience in sales all throughout my 20s um, in sales management. And then I owned and operated and successfully exited a high volume restaurant in uh, my 30s and early 40s. And then I invented and launched uh, an app And then in 2019, when one single phone call, my entire life changed and stopped. I got a call from my doctor and a routine biopsy came back with news that we were not expecting. I had been diagnosed with breast cancer. I still can't fully describe what that experience is like to receive that phone call because it's like you're, you go out of your body. At least I did. And it was what I thought that was the worst moment in my life ended up being my greatest catalyst and teacher for change. Cancer is an incredible truth teller. And I knew that if I had applied all of the same tools that I had used my entire life in my 47 years up until that point to get through cancer, that I wouldn't fully heal, that I would just have a different version of 
the same story over and over again. And I wouldn't really get the point of what cancer was trying to teach me. I didn't think of it as as that at the time. I didn't have this much insight and reflection, believe me. I just wanted to 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 heal and stay alive for my family and my kids, but and myself. But until that point in my life that seemingly to the outside world looked perfect, I was deeply suffering inside. And although I had had a lot of successes, how people would measure them from the outside, I was so, so unhappy and so stressed all the time. I did a really good job at covering it. I did a really good job at hiding it. And I did a really good job at lying to myself and everybody around me. And when I got diagnosed with cancer, there was just nowhere left to hide. I really went inward and I changed everything about how I handled a crisis up until that point. Uh, To me, cancer was a crisis and I didn't apply the same tools that I normally had in the past. I realized and for the first time in my life that I had to accept something as it was that I didn't want to accept. And in teaching myself how to do that and really putting myself first, I stepped away from the seemingly perfect life. And I just focused on myself. I didn't focus on my children. I didn't focus on my family. I didn't focus on my husband. I didn't focus on my friendships. I just focused on myself. And when I really took a very good look at what an inventory of my life, when you're faced with this life or death situation, I realized that I was living a lie. I was in a relationship that hadn't worked in well over 15 years. I was forcing a square peg in a round hole. I put all of my energy into making things appear a certain way. And I was dying inside. And then I was literally dying. So I thought, yeah, well, this is my wake-up call. I had 10 weeks between my initial diagnosis and my uh, life-saving double mastectomy with reconstruction surgery, which was the uh, option that I was very, very fortunate and grateful to be able to have. And in that time, you know, 10 weeks is a long time in the cancer space. And if um, once you get to know me, you're going to realize that I'm a person who doesn't really take a long time to do things. I uh, met and got engaged to my husband very quickly. I make decisions very quickly. I um, do what I say I'm going to do. And yet with the cancer, I paused and I really thought, Joe, you got to pay attention here. This is not like anything else. This is trying to teach you something. I took that 10 weeks and really changed I changed. It was, it was like a, it was a 
I, I didn't intend to change, but I changed. I transformed. I started to practice a method that I now teach other people, which is, uh, the, the they call it the Joe method. I think it's funny uh, when I hear that, but it's, it's, you know, how to have authentic gratitude is really to start with acceptance. And I, I learned that having gone through and healed from cancer. Um, the method is acceptance, gratitude, and movement. And I, you know, get through the cancer. My marriage stays intact, uh, at least to the outside world. And as I'm starting to regain some sense of the new normal, because there's life before cancer and there's life after cancer. And it's not like one is good or bad. They're just different and they're never the same. It's, you can't go back and want to have, and to have things exactly how they were because that's just not possible. And this was in, you know, I had my surgery in the late, in November of 2019. And then as I then started to recover and heal and reemerge back into the new version of my life, the whole world shut down and we went into a pandemic. And I thought, huh, well, this is interesting. It's like the whole world has cancer now. That's exactly what it felt like. I didn't really need to make many changes because I had been at home um, healing from surgery and then preparing, you know, before that. And I had really kind of just taken a lot of time. I started to write and I finished a book in order to help other women and other people. I shouldn't say just women. Anybody who is getting a diagnosis, I wrote the book uh, called The Waiting Room Book, which was then published by an imprint of Waterside Publishing. And that all happened very fast. And it's, it's to help you through the diagnosis, tangible tools and things I learned in, in, during those 10 weeks. And we go into quarantine and I realize that it's very obvious that uh, my marriage was no longer even viable. And it took a lot of strength and courage in June of 2020 to take the step to separate from my husband. So I went from having, in, a, in two years, the seemingly perfect life to getting diagnosed and healing from cancer to then having the courage to stand on my own two feet and break away from something that I knew wasn't working for anyone, not just me, but for my whole family. And it was hard. It was painful. It was hard. It was hard to go through it. It's hard to watch my children go through it. I'm still going through it now. And I realized that there was nowhere left to hide, that I just had to face the truth. And if I were, was going to really help people, because I had mentored, uh, I had been a mentor for so many years to young entrepreneurs, to um, colleagues of mine, to uh, friends of mine, to so many people. And I thought, if I really, really want to make an impact, and I wrote this really raw and honest book, 
I need to then live an authentic life. And the only way I can do that is if I remove the veil uh, and remove the facade of having this marriage that really wasn't a marriage and hadn't been for a very long time. And that is just really painful and hard. Like, man, is that hard? Like, you think that once you make the decision, like, oh, okay. No, it's so hard. And so a lot of life changes and a lot of major things in the in these kind of crammed in two years. And I go forward and my book gets picked up by a publisher and gets published. And I then have to, um, you know, open an Instagram account. I hadn't even been on Instagram. I hadn't done any, I was like the last person in the world to join Facebook. I just really was hiding. I mean, that's the best way to put it. I thought, how can I put things out there when I'm in so much pain myself? Um, it's going to take a lot more effort to make it look good on social media. So I just never engaged. And then the publisher's like, yeah, you, you kind of need to have an Instagram account. I'm like, oh, great. So um, I still have a love-hate relationship with it. But anyway, I go ahead and I do that. And a former colleague of mine that I worked with back in my 20s read my book and brought it to her company and they asked me to speak. Um, her company happens to be SAP, one of the largest companies in the world. And they asked me to speak on mindfulness and uh, the print based on the principles of my book, because although the book is um, geared towards, you know, to help you through the diagnosis, it's really just to help you through any sort of hard time. And I wanted to make sure that there would never be another person that was diagnosed that didn't have that friend that was just holding their hand that knew exactly, well, not exactly, but had a really great idea of how they were feeling. And that's kind of what the book feels like. Not kind of, that is what the book feels like. That's what I've been told. So, but the book's principles are also on how to really just get through any sort of hard time. Um, so I spoke at SAP and it was a great talk and, and I, launched my corporate speaking career that way, which I really enjoy. And a young woman that was listening to me speak, uh, reached out to my friend and said, you know, I'd like to meet Joe. And I'd like, you know, I'd like to have her mentor me. And I thought, okay, how lovely, you know, she's so, uh, she was so sweet. And I really find true joy in mentoring, especially, you know, people in their twenties. And I think one of the reasons that I enjoy it so much is because I know that no matter what they ask me, that I can answer them because I'm two decades ahead in that sense. And my experience is so vast and diverse. And I've had so many tough things happen in my life that when they ask me things, it's almost like escapism. And it fills me up with 
joy to be able to help them. And it recharges my own battery. So going through this extremely painful time in my life, when I was asked, you know, hey, will you mentor me? I thought, oh, well, this is like a gift, okay, from God, because this is exactly what I need right now. I need to get out of my own shit and I need to help somebody else. Um, and so I started to meet with Christina on a biweekly basis. And we started to talk about, you know, started out as career stuff and, and, you know, things like that. And I said, you know, this is really interesting. I, I was wondering if other women your age or in your, in your situation would have similar challenges. Um, would you put a group of women together uh, your friends uh, that you enjoy being with. And I'd like to meet with you all. Vir- well, at this point it was virtually because they're all over the country. Anyway, I'd love to meet with you all once a month and do research for my next book. I wanted to write, or I am writing, not I wanted to write, I am writing a book on how to navigate your twenties. And so it starts out, I said, send me all your questions and I'll theme each conversation around answering two or three of your questions. And, um, then, you know, we have a dialogue. So for the first like 30 minutes or so I address the questions and then we go back and forth and I take live questions. And the whole point is I never want to know what they're going to ask me in advance. It's just a free dialogue. And we, I started to teach them the methods that I used and the one method primarily. And I, you know, would, we would have these incredible experiences. And what was so fascinating is they would show up with their notebooks and their pencils. Nobody was, you know, drinking uh, wine or distracted or checking their phones. And not like, believe me, I enjoy drinking wine, but they were there to focus and, and really absorb and learn. And the feedback I started to get from them was like, wow, this has really changed my life. Like this has been so incredible. Like I've been able to move jobs. I've been able to buy a house. I've been able to really understand the situation. I don't get stuck here. I don't. And they're like, I've been seeing, you know, people to help me with this. Um, for such a long time, I don't know what kind of the difference is here. And I thought, well, the difference is I, you know, I'm not a therapist and I believe me, I have a therapist and I believe in therapy. I believe in life coaching. I believe in, but I'm not any of those things. <laughs> I'm just a mom with a lot of experience that loves to mentor and make their journey a little easier because I believe with every cell of my body that if I had had these tools in my twenties and I had had this, um, mentorship and this clarity in my twenties that I probably wouldn't have even gotten cancer to begin with. I I do believe that with every cell of my body. I know that's controversial, but it is what it is. I believe stress is the number one killer. And I was living in a constant state of fight or flight. And although I appeared completely confident on the outside, I wasn't really confident because I wasn't taking decisions. I wasn't, I wasn't telling the truth. Right. So, um, and that, ultimately led to my wake up call. Um, I know that that's going to be controversial for people to hear, but it's just, I don't think it's any single one thing, but I think it was definitely the tipping point for me. 
um, just living in that constant state of stress. And so we started to gather in this group and I thought, wow, we've got something really special here. And while I'm doing research for this book, I started to ask other 20 somethings that I know around the world. I have my family, my background, I'm Greek. So I have cousins in Greece who have uh, daughters that are in their 20s. So I asked my nieces what, you know, they're dealing with. I asked um, uh, neighbors that, you know, we have in Toronto, what what they're dealing with and uh, across different parts of the world and all of the issues that people were coming back with were the same, regardless of where they lived, regardless of what industry they were working in. And I thought, well, this is just the human condition. This is, this is the stress that everybody is living under. Um, and I can help because I am helping this group of 10 women already. I can help them. And so I, I went to these original, they call themselves the OG squad. And I absolutely love that. So I go to this original OG squad group and I say, Hey, I think what we're doing here is really special. That's what you guys have told me. And you guys have gotten a lot of value out of it. Why don't we share what we're doing and our share our conversations in order to help others who are experiencing probably very, very similar, different versions of the same story. And they all immediately agreed. And we started to film this YouTube channel. I thought that that was the, you know, the best way to do it. I would film these conversations and then I would, edit, you know, we, we edit them down into snippets so people would get um, the information and the help that they need. However, when I edit these uh, one hour conversations into eight or six minute segments, depending on the topic, I realized that the conversations as a whole were so valuable and so insightful and so fresh and different. It's almost as if you're listening to somebody's therapy session, Uh, but it's not therapy. I shouldn't, you're listening to two friends talking and having a very solution-based conversation where you're not circling the drain and really focusing and focusing on the problem, but you're cutting through all the bullshit, all the minutia, and saying, hey, this is why this is happening. And here you go. Try this. It's worked for me. I know it's going to work for you. And that's it. It's really a simple kind of decluttering of the problem and a solution-based approach. And it's fun. We laugh. We have a great energy. And I thought, why don't we turn this into a podcast as well? That way people can listen to the entire conversation um, from start to finish and, and really get what they need out of it. Um, and we still have a YouTube show as well. And I do the snippets for people that don't have that kind of time. But that's the mission here is to help you have a better life. I bear my soul. There is nothing that is off limits. I have no idea on purpose, what they're going to ask me. I ask them to not tell me. I ask them to just say, hey, tell me what you want to talk about. But I have no idea where the direction is going to go. It's a completely safe space. It's a complete space where I am super vulnerable and they become extremely vulnerable. And we 
just solve a lot of shit. And it becomes this incredibly cathartic growth space for them and for me, and hopefully for you that um, is listening. I really want to leave the world better than I found it. And I know that my mission is and purpose is very clear, especially having healed from cancer and going through other traumas. My mission is to help people and connect people. And this podcast does just that. I hope that you will subscribe and share so you can be part of this incredible metamorphosis of helping young adults have a better experience so they can stay happier and ultimately healthier. Thank you so much for listening. And thanks for thanks for coming over, I guess. I want you to picture it like you're coming over and having a coffee or tea or a wine, a water, whatever, whatever you're drinking these days. Um, but I hope you enjoy this and I hope it leaves you better than I found you. Be well. <laughs>